From WGCU News, this is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Mike Canary. As times change, plans and goals need to evolve, and this not only applies to individuals and businesses, but also large institutions like universities. Now in its 26th year, Florida Gulf Coast University is set to release its next five-year strategic plan that will outline the institution's updated goals and priorities and identify ways to achieve them. FGCU's Strategic Plan Steering Committee has created a final draft of the proposed new plan, and the university's Board of Trustees approved it on December 7th of last year. The committee included deans from all six colleges and the library, a faculty senate, and a student government representative, as well as students, alumni, and university marketing. The university collected information for more than a year through a series of conversations and feedback sessions, and the steering committee distilled it down to what is most important to students, faculty, and staff, and what will best serve the university's mission to support the Southwest Florida community and regional economy. The new strategic plan includes an updated mission and vision statement and five main goals, which are to innovate in academic excellence, enhance student success and well-being, elevate partnerships for regional impact, strengthen organizational culture and commitment to employees, and champion sustainable practices and resiliency. It also includes a statement of free expression that states, quote, FGCU vigorously protects freedom of inquiry and expression and categorizes Categorically expects civility and mutual respect to be practiced by faculty, students, and staff in all deliberations on its campus. The State University System Board of Governors is meeting today and tomorrow, during which FGCU President Dr. Ashigal Timmer will be presenting the strategic plan, and it is expected to be approved. I spoke last week to the three members of the Strategic Plan Steering Committee to get a sense of what the new plan contains, how it differs from the previous plan, and how the process of finalizing it worked. Let's hear that now. Dr. Clay Motley is Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences at Florida Gulf Coast University and co-chair of the university's Strategic Plan Steering Committee. Dr. Motley, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Jorge Lopez is Associate Vice President of Student Financial Enrollment and Business Services at FGCU and also co-chair of the Strategic Plan Steering Committee. Vice President Lopez, thanks for your time. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Dr. Eileen DeLuca is Interim Chief Strategy and Program Innovation Officer at FGCU and the Steering Committee's ex-officio. Glad to be here. Did I get it right? Yep. All right. Dr. DeLuca, thank you. Clay, explain what a five-year strategic plan is at a university, just in, in simple terms, to a person sure. who has no academic uh, expertise. In one sense, it's where is the university going to put its attention and resources? A university like FGCU is so multifaceted. You know, you kind of have to have that strategic plan that focuses where the administrative attention, where our academics are going to go, where the resources are going to go. And really, it's kind of that blueprint for where we want to be in five years. Does this process begin with looking at the previous strategic plan and using that as the foundation? Absolutely. So part of this process when they initiated the Strategic Roadmap Initiative, which was what began in April 2022 with a different committee than the one that we led to finalize it, uh, one of the first things they do is look at the existing strategic plan, see if the mission and vision is still relevant, and then take a look at the goals. In that case, the Strategic Roadmap Initiative Committee did a survey to ask people how relevant the goals of that plan were, 
And that started the basis of conversations leading to planning the next set of goals. Were there any aspects of the previous strategic plan that after five years seemed less relevant than what they would have been at the time? I would say that there are some shifting priorities, you know, and and one of the things that came out in the new plan was we wanted to make sure that every major goal, there's five major goals in this new plan with five strategies under each goal. We wanted to make sure that different offices, different departments, different colleges, constituencies in the community could look at the plan and see multiple areas where they could support it and connect to it. With the previous plan, there was um, a bit more of a targeted emphasis on specific areas of the university. So, you know, for example, uh, one that's still a big emphasis was, um, you know, healthcare, And that's something that is still very important, but it was harder for everyone at the university to look at that and say, well, you know, health is, is a place that, you know, that I fit into. Um, that was seen as more of the sort of the province of like a single college. Mm-hmm. And so with this plan, the idea was to write it a bit more broadly at the goal level and at the, st- at the strategy level. So it wouldn't seem like uh, there was a goal that was for a specific college or specific department. And it was, we wanted really a lot of people at the university to look at the goals and strategies and say, oh, well, that, that pertains to me. That's something that, that I can contribute to. And by healthcare, you mean preparing students to work in the world of healthcare. Yeah, yeah, because that's such an important you know, part of Southwest Florida and going to be even more growing because of you know, our population demographics. So that's still a huge priority in this strategic plan. But we didn't want to label an entire goal as like, you know, healthcare, because then that might be seen as really only pertaining to one college. And we really wanted everyone to see a lot of places where they connect uh, to this current plan. Lots of stakeholders are, are, you know, you gather information from all kinds of stakeholders, you know, from people on campus to people off campus. Um, Jorge, can you explain, like, how that process has unfolded? Yeah, that, again, and going back to the strategic roadmap uh, process, Dr. Timmer had several, several meetings to be able to capture all that information uh, from a variety of constituents. And we we picked that up in July, and through the committee, we did exactly that. We had, um, we actually started the process with a student experience, sort of a, a, a a meeting or, or a gathering with where we invited specific students to give us and to describe what the student experience is at FGCU so that that could be uh, a lot of, of, of the lens and the filter that we use to be able to start putting together that, that plan. And so through several uh, meetings that we had and uh, surveys and questionnaires that were out, the search committee itself gather all this information and continue because that's what we need to do, right? We need to be able to, we wanted to make sure that as Clay described, that this plan, that people, faculty, staff, students, everyone at FGCU were able to see themselves, not only in this plan, but were able to identify themselves and see how their contributions and and their efforts would impact FGCU as a whole. And so that was collectively what we wanted to accomplish and we continue to do that all throughout the fall term. Jorge, one thing on that point is I found that kind of compiling viewpoints kind of the most, in some ways challenging, but also the most interesting part of our job because, you know, there were student, there's student input, there's faculty input, staff input, community input, board of trustees, the committee itself. And a lot of people had some different ideas and sometimes even conflicting ideas. And our job was to try to find those common areas and threads and areas of emphasis that we heard from different groups and try to kind of uh, shape it in a way that would then become an actual kind of actionable sort of step. 
So it was, it was almost like, uh, you know, a funnel, you know, where all this information is going into and it kind of comes out the other end in a, in a very kind of clarified and kind of uh, pointed way. And kind of the committee's job was to was to let those constituencies be heard, but then try to find that kind of common ground and, and, and overlapping kind of uh, interests and, and turn that into a plan. So that kind of compilation was really interesting and, and kind of a challenge, too. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. It sounds extremely challenging. You were going to say? I, I was going to say I agree, Clay. And what's interesting, <clears throat> having worked on a strategic plan at another institution is – it was amazing how much of those ideas that were going through the funnel actually converged. Mm -hmm. And so there really were themes from the strategic roadmap initiative data into all of the workshops that uh, Jorge described and surveying we did last fall that showed that there's pretty much um, an alignment among many, mm -hmm. many stakeholders, what they expect our role to be here at FGCU for our students, but also as well in the community. Does it mostly come down to, I mean, let me back up. You have to function as a university. You have to be a, a, an institution that, that succeeds as a institution. But then you're here to educate students so they can go out and be successful in the world. How much of this strategic plan is focused on the students who are going to go succeed in the world versus the university is going to succeed as an institution going into the future. Does that make sense? I'm not an academic yeah. uh, person, but that seems like... If you look at the plan and the five goals that um, have been put forward and approved by our board of trustees, the first two goals focus very uh, specifically on students, with academic excellence being the first and then student success and well-being being the second. And so not that these are any any particular order, but clearly the, the major emphasis of all five goals is what environment that we are creating that supports student academic success and their future career success. Because, you know, you can succeed as an institution, but if you put out students who don't succeed, then that's mm -hmm. gonna, you're going to hit a wall at some point. What are the other two goals? You said there's five goals? There's five goals total. Uh, so one is the partnerships, uh, partnering with uh, the community. You know, President Tamor has been very clear that, um, as she put it, she wants FGCU's fingerprints in all five counties, you know, of our service region. And so partnering with, it could be organizations, local governments, different entities, employers, and making sure that we um, have, a, have a relationship with a lot of communication and exchange with all of those kind of constituencies in our five-county service region. Uh, that's one of the biggest ones. And then uh, strengthening organizational culture and commitment to employees. And that's the one that everyone felt was, one, that got people most excited. And two, was really unique for strategic plans. You know, so the, you know, the idea of making FGCU the best place possible uh, for employees to come and work. Because if we're, you know, uh, doing right by our employees, we're creating a positive work environment, decisions are made in a collaborative and kind of clear way and people have trust in the in the university then we're going to do the rest of our mission better right. you know we're going to serve the students better and so that that's one that really stands out right for sure you're attracting a world-class faculty world-class mm -hmm. staff that is going to support student success so you can see that even the goals that don't initially look like they're uniquely tied to student success 
they're really written in a way that that's what we're trying to achieve through all the goals. And then the last goal um, that we have a focus on is sustainability and resiliency. And really, that's part of FGCU's DNA since its inception. And um, breaking that out as its own goal with looking at not just what we've done as an institution to build a sustainable environment um, and to be thoughtful about our role as an institution and connecting students to creating sustainable environments, but looking um, at it now going forward in a more interdisciplinary sense. How are we going to be the regional hub to model sustainable practices to serve on regional boards so that we are not just practicing it and rendering it visible for our students, but being that place in the community um, that is the intellectual hub for for such activity. In the uh, the draft that I read, it's got like mission and vision. Is that a new crafting of the mission every five years then or since the last strategic plan? Yes, so institutions are expected to review uh, the mission and vision in regular intervals um, with the board of trustees to make sure it's still relevant and resonant. And so while there's features of the current mission and vision that have been recently approved by the board that are analogous to the previous one, this is updated uh, to speak to who we are now and going forward. It's also got a um, statement of free expression. Is that something that has existed in previous strategic plans? This is an updated one that is required um, uh, for SUS institutions. Uh, State university system institutions. Um, You know, not to bring politics into this, but I think it's fair to say that politics has been brought into higher education in Florida in the past few years. Um, Governor DeSantis signed SB 266 into law. The Florida Board of Governors has come up with some implementation rules for it. Does the strategic plan take that on directly in any way in terms of free expression, in terms of like the new legislation talks about you being able to put funding toward diversity, equity, Mm -hmm. and inclusion? Is there an interface between strategic plan and politics as we've seen them unfold in Florida? I think one thing that you'll notice in this strategic plan is the use of the language civil discourse. And so that relates to the Senate bill that you're referring to in that Um, State university system institutions are expected to provide fair and balanced conversation. Um, And that's something the provost's office is um, leading a charge. And there's been even this past fall some civil discourse workshops um, and colloquia that have been interesting with with, um, opposing viewpoints engaging in modeling civil discourse. Um, the the other thing about funding that, that lives separately from a strategic plan, but um, the language in this strategic plan does take in consideration everything that um, is existing in that bill so that we're, we're not in opposition to any of the language. Because that would probably cause you guys to go back to the drawing board because the Board of Governors is going to have to approve this later this month, right? Absolutely. One thing to point out is the the state system does have its own strategic plan that all the state universities have to show that they're kind of in alignment with. You know, we don't have have to all do that in the same way. You know, every state um, university, you know, has our own kind of unique kind of mission and purpose and identity. But, you know, one of the things that really the main thing that President Tamura will be showing on the the 25th, is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that our... Uh, strategic plan supports the sort of strategic vision of where the state system wants to go. 
Um, sidebar, I just want to ask you guys, what, Clay, I'll start with you. What makes FGCU different than the other institutions in Florida, would you say? Um, I would say lots of things, but the, the <laughs> one that comes to mind first is really our, our student-centricness here. Most of the other state system universities are much larger than FGCU and, and um, have you know, large graduate programs, et cetera. The fact that we're at about 16,000 students puts us very much on the small end of the state system schools. And the fact that 15,000 of them are undergraduates, I think, shows that that's really where we put our biggest emphasis you know, as an institution. And so an undergraduate student here is going to get more attention and more, uh, be, be more of a focus from their faculty and from the, the different offices that support student kind of life and learning than I think happens typically at other, you know, state system schools. I think it's that, that student focus and that undergraduate focus, particularly because of our size, is one of our distinctiveness. Is the goal to try to keep that as, they, as you grow? I think so. I mean, the, there's not any plans to, to grow, you know, uh, large. I, mean, I think we're thinking maybe 1% a year or something like mm -hmm. that, just because, you know, there's a certain infrastructure. Of so FGCU is never going to be uh, UCF with whatever 60,000 students <laughs> right. or whatever I, no, it is. Not anytime soon. Yeah, we would, we would, I don't think, I think all three of us would probably not want to see that, that happen because, you know, there's an infrastructure that comes along with mm -hmm. increasing students, whether that's classrooms, faculty, food, yeah. housing, and we don't want to kind of you know, grow beyond the, the infrastructure that we can adequately support students. Jorge, what would you say makes FGCU different? You've been around here for a long time. Yeah, I think from, from day one, um, and, and I think this was brought up, Dr. Timor brought up and shared this during um, her installation last week, which is we continue to have um, the service learning component for our students, right? The, the community service aspect has been here from day one, and it remains. And 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 we have been able to see the impact that that has, not only as a, this isn't just a graduation requirement that students are checking a box. Um, it really impacts not only the students' lives, again, when we want to talk about defining success beyond just a metric, right, or, or a graduation rate. These are those things that uh, we oftentimes refer to as, as high-impact practices, I guess, maybe in today's age, that's, that's how it's being defined. We, we've had a high-impact practice for our students from day one, from the day the university opened, and that sets FGCU apart, and students continue to thrive under those environments. Um, and it benefits the community. Again, at the end of the day, we are we're a regional comprehensive university that has been here, was founded to serve Southwest Florida. Um, and we want to, to continue to make sure that that's the goal. This strategic plan, is, it's loud and clear and it's it's very specific and very bold to continue to serve Southwest Florida and, and, our, and our region. And that's the way that we've done that from day one. And the next the next five years will continue to reflect that. And Eileen? I would say what's most interesting and innovative here at FGCU is the connection with the business sector and the employment sector. The partnerships that folks at FGCU have formed with uh, employers in their region, not just big employers like Arthrex, Gartner, Scotland, Lee Health, but with even the small business partners through the entrepreneurship program has really led us to have great advisory boards, uh, relevant curricula and program that is constantly responding to the employer needs. And we really are on the forefront um, at the state level in creating alternative credentials, both for credit, 
um, and non-credit that are responding to the employer's needs so that we are helping the community either complete a full degree or complete a credential, a micro-credential on the way to employment. And that has been done so well. And it I mean, it's receiving national attention right now. Um, the partnerships and the relevant micro-credentials and, and all our programs right through the, the doctoral programs we offer. Clay, how much of building a strategic plan, um, how much of the challenge is about coming up with things that are measurable? Oh, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. If, if there is not a, uh, a measurable, you know, key performance indicators, and Eileen knows way more about that than I do. But, you know, really everything we put out there is a strategy. You have to find out how do we know we've accomplished it? You know, when have we arrived, so to speak? And there has to be something that's measurable, something that you can uh, track your progress towards, you know, reaching those goals. Um, a strategic plan, although there's a lot of work put into sort of word crafting the language so it's clear, that strategic plan ultimately is what are our measurable goals and how are we going to get there? And Eileen, I don't know if you want to add anything about KPIs or... Sure, absolutely. So in the state university system, all institutions have to regularly report on uh, a number of metrics in the state plan. So some of the ways that we're going to measure accomplishment of these plans are those same metrics we report on annually. Um, aside from that, we're looking at what can we expect to complete in five years that would be that measurable goal that's aligned with the goals that we um, reported in this plan. Even though the plan itself lists those KPIs, every unit at the college is going to be submitting annual plans for their department, their division, um, that says what they're going to do in that year as aligned with these strategic goals. And so outside of what's already printed in the strategic plan, one of the things that's going to be not necessarily new for FGCU, but rendered much more visible is the way every unit, every position, everything that we do at the institution is aligned with the strategic plan. Um, Jorge, I'm going to let you, we're kind of coming up to the end here, but you started here, you said as a student in 97. Um, that's back when uh, no students lived on campus, lots of non-traditional students, lots of commuting students. Can you just reflect on the change that you've seen from then until now and the way that the university has been able to, you know, grow to meet those changes. Absolutely. Um, and and it's been it's been a wonderful experience, Mike. I'm forever grateful for for this institution. Um, yes, uh, 1998, I believe, was uh, residence halls and so on began to, to open. And at that time, there weren't any even streetlights or parking lot lights. There were just generator lights uh, outside of a, a residence hall window. Um, so you couldn't really sleep at night, probably good and bad, I'm not sure. But um, it's been transformational, really, even to look at over the years, the different seasons and needs that the university and how the university has evolved. Um, and we find ourselves uh, now in, in a brand new season. Uh, we've talked a little bit about metrics and state university system metrics and, and KPIs and ways to measure our success. And, and you'll find that uh, this plan in the next five years also uh, this plan sets itself apart from being very specific to each goal that we have to be able to be measurable, to be not only aspirational, but attainable. Uh, 
And so there's 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 going to be some some uh, challenging areas for uh, for the university to make sure that we continue to move the university forward, so that we continue to evolve and really not fall behind in the way in which we can we can serve our students. Because I can attest to that for 20 years. Um, this university, what it has done well, has been able to adapt. It's been able to sort of reinvent itself for the needs of the students and for the needs of the community. So trying to keep that in check is very important so that we, we're not years behind of the services that we have to provide. And as Eileen shared, we are looking at opportunities through uh, uh, micro-credentialing and, and certificate programs to be able. And so those are those are new ways to evolve and reinvent ourselves to, to services that, that we have to provide and the demand of our, of our students in our community. And I think it's fair to say that the pace of change now is faster than the pace of change was 10 years ago or Absolutely. 15 years ago or even five years ago. Absolutely. And that's got to be a huge challenge. Uh, last question. What is an important uh, challenge that FGCU needs to address? Is it, is it the pace of change? Is it, you know, or, or what is it? I'll, I'll say one thing, and maybe it's because of some of the reading I did over the weekend. Um, you know, with so many people moving to southwest Florida, you know, the, the cost of living here is really, you know, I mean, the, the cost of living, real estate, rent, uh, that can be a challenge for a student, you know, that's maybe not in one of the residence halls or residence halls are filled. And some students, you know, that might would want to live in there have to, you know, get an also apartment. Also a challenge for faculty and faculty staff. Faculty and though. staff. I mean, yeah. uh, this afternoon I'm meeting with uh, someone who's applying to be an instructor in psychology. And tomorrow I'm meeting with someone who's applying to be an assistant professor in math and on and on. These are people that are going to uh, be taking entry-level faculty positions, moving here from a different region. And so having the, the ability for them to afford you know, to work here, that's kind of one of those, when you talk about it, making FGCU a great place to work is being able to retain the people and attract the people here. And there is a certain economic factor in that that um, I think is, you know, we're blessed in Southwest Florida. You know, I've worked at schools where you had to overcome the region you were in <laughs> to try to get people want to come there. Right, right. You know, so we're blessed in that, in a sense. But just the fact that um, with the population changing, some of the economics involved in that, the real estate, I think there are some economic challenges um, to help support the folks who study here and work here that um, we'll have to tackle. And that's not my area of expertise. I can't even begin to fathom. You that's, know. that's beyond the strategic plan's scope. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other than just, I mean, there, there are some things in there about, you know, supporting faculty and staff. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I, that, I just but, meant, I, you know, bringing housing costs right, down. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's not something <laughs> that we, that's not something that we can directly affect. Yeah. But if you think about something that running the business of the university, making sure or trying to help the people who make this place what it is, the faculty and staff, um, you know, and, and working with them on the sort of the livability of Southwest Florida. I think that's something that's difficult because we can't 100 percent control it, but we are affected by it. And uh, that, that's a pretty big challenge. Anything you'd like to throw out there, Jorge, as far as a, a particular challenge FGCU needs to look harder at or work better toward? I wouldn't say just this is unique to FGCU, but I think higher education in general. I would say that there are challenges impacting our students that are more so external factors that we may not be uh, flexible enough or ready or have adequate resources to be able to support and assist students in, in helping them with these factors above and beyond even outside the classroom 
or even outside of cost of tuition and books, there are resources that we may not we may not have to be able to adequately serve the 16,000 student population or including faculty and staff. There's only so much we can do for cost of living or you know rental, as Clay just mentioned. Likewise, for students, there are challenges or circumstances a student may be dealing with at home that we may only be able to do so much. So, so we need to, but, but there's an awareness to that so that, so that whatever we need to do internally, we, we create that environment and that experience for our students to be successful. Eileen, final word, any thoughts about big challenges FGCU is looking at? Sure. When, when I began as an educator, the um, most innovative technology available was the overhead projector. And since then, you know, many years ago, um, myself and other educators have had to adapt to the changing available technologies. The rapid change that's being engendered by artificial intelligence and other emerging technologies and its effect on education is not clear yet. And so we're planning um, for a future of technology-enhanced uh, teaching and learning that we don't even fully understand yet as educators. Um, one of the things you'll notice in the strategic plan is under our academic excellence goal, the very first objective is about that, that we we need to innovate alongside this technology, not fear it, um, but all of us embrace it and, and prepare our faculty and staff um, to to make the most out of that technology that is changing more rapidly than anything I've ever seen in, in my years as an educator. Okay. Well, that is all the time we have for today's show. I want to thank my guests. Dr. Eileen DeLuca is Interim Chief Strategy and Program Innovation Officer at FGCU and the University Strategic Plan Steering Committee. Um, ex officio. Ex officio. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, Jorge Lopez is Associate Vice President of Student Financial Enrollment and Business Services at FGCU and co-chair of the committee. Jorge, it's been a pleasure. Likewise, Mike. Thank you. And Dr. Clay Motley is Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences at FGCU and also co-chair of the Steering Committee. Dr. Motley, thanks to you. Yeah, thank you for having us. The State University System Board of Governors is meeting today and tomorrow, during which FGCU President Dr. Ashigal Timmer will be presenting the strategic plan, and it is expected to be approved. You can see a draft version of the strategic plan on our website, wgcu.org gcl. Our show today was produced by yours truly. Our director today is Jared Gonzalez. For now, thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. This is WGCU-FM, Fort Myers 90.1, WMKO Marco Island 91.7, FM. We are NPR for Southwest Florida.